Hello, beautiful souls and limitless beings. Welcome to the Shamanic Soul Sisters with your host, Maria Jingris and Samantha Shea, where the discussions are multidimensional, courageously imperfect, and dynamically empowered with wisdom, compassion, humor, healing, and love. Now, here are Maria and Samantha. Hello, beautiful souls living in a human experience. Samantha here from Branches of Vibration and Healing. Welcome back. Hey, everyone. Maria here from Branches of Vibrational Healing. Thanks for joining us. As a reminder, we air every Friday. So happy to have you aboard. Yes, today is going to be a beautiful, juicy, loving one. And Maria and I just want to start off with allowing everyone to just come into their center by taking some nice gentle breaths. If you want, you can close your eyes, but if you're driving, probably not. Um, But allow yourself to just gently breathe, allowing yourself to connect to the element of air and allowing it to move into the center of your chest where your heart is. We invite you to imagine your best and highest self. Imagine breathing in this image into the center of your heart. Imagine what this feels like, what's going on in your environment. What are you looking like? What are you feeling? Imagine bringing in the highest potential of self bringing it right into your awareness, into the center of your chest, right into your heart. Knowing that at each moment throughout the day when you're feeling stressed, allow yourself to breathe into the center of your chest, into your heart to recenter. And allowing yourself to connect with all of the beautiful potentials that you wish and you desire. When you close your eyes and breathe, you can bring this into your awareness to bring it out into your reality because you are your creator. So allow yourself to take another nice deep breath, knowing that your breath is drawing this image even more deeply into your awareness. And as you do this, it's okay if it's hard to imagine your highest and best potential. But allow yourself to try this every day to bring in this image even more closely to help you understand what it is that you desire and why you're here. We love you. Thank you, Sam. So Sam and I are very aware of how important the breath is to bring us into the present moment. Um, And we're also very aware of a lot of the topics that we will talk about. And we know that they're very mind provoking and can also be emotionally triggering for people. Um, And as we've said, our intention is not to trigger. It's to share our truth, our experiences through the lens of love. Um, But with that said, we do know that the topics can be, um, you know, kind of difficult for some people to listen to. So it is our intent to start our podcast with this little moment of breath before, 
because it is really so important in getting us centered into our body and helping us to open our minds and open our hearts to listen to perspectives that may not be always aligned with our own beliefs, but we're still allowing that love into us. Um, not to say that you won't be triggered, right? But it's just a it's just a helpful tool that we've used and we use daily um, throughout our human experiences to kind of just bring us back into the present moment and check in with ourselves and ask ourselves why we're being triggered by whatever is being brought up or whatever's being talked about or whatever's happening. Because it's in those triggers that we we really learn what is still unconscious within us um, and the things in us that just want a voice. So thank you, Sam, for starting us out on the right foot today. Um, today's topic topics are, to me, they're all kind of intermingled into sort of one thing. But we're going to talk about karma um, and how it relates to the law of attraction and manifestation. Because I think that these are topics that are um, talked about in a lot of different different communities, um, spiritual, scientific, right? So I'm going to start by giving you my perspective of what I feel karma to be. And it's, it's going to be delivered in a lens of um, looking through the lens of like energy instead of looking through an emotional lens, right, wrong, good, bad. Um, black, white, right? Because energy is just energy. And so for me, when I first started, you know, learning about karma and in in relation to energy, I was really starting to question how it was being taught in a lot of different um, communities that I was following. Because there was this stigma or paradigm behind karma that had this like negative connotation. Um, and, and I mean, I think you all know we've throughout your life when things have been done to you, whether it's been intentional or not by other people, I think we all go to that place of wishing somebody karma. Right. And honestly, what we're really just doing is we're kind of bringing that own energy into our, our own energy field. Um, because the way I see karma is it's literally just energy responding to energy. And so when we know that we have thoughts and emotions that we're carrying around in our body every single day, whether we're aware of them or not, it's still energy that we're carrying. And so when we live in those same thoughts and in those same emotions, we create beliefs. And in turn, those beliefs really um, create our external reality, right? I'm sure you've heard a lot of different people talk about how our thoughts create our reality. And they do but I believe it goes deeper than just our thoughts. I believe it is the combination of our thoughts with our emotions based on our beliefs from past experiences that bring our um, present day reality into existence. That's why a lot of us that are still kind of stuck in thoughts from the past or emotions from the past, we keep recreating in some way, shape or form similar circumstances in our lives, whether it's through relationships, friendships, in the work environment, um, you know, pretty much just any energy interaction you have with something outside of you, it's, you've heard me talk about the mirror effect. It's mirroring the energy we're also bringing into the game, we'll say. Um, so to me, that's also the law of attraction because there's also a lot of different teachings around the law of attraction. And I do think there's some 
kind of false teaching in the sense of if you just think positive thoughts, like you're just going to have like a bucket full of gold dumped in your backyard and a (laughs) sports car and all of these wonderful things, right? And there's a movie called The Secret that I was introduced to several years ago, even before I started, quote unquote, really waking up. Um, And it I'm not downing it because it had a lot of good information to share. And it was probably one of the seeds I needed to start my awakening because it really just started to make me aware of my thoughts. Um, But in The Secret, it talks about, again, really how our thoughts create our reality. And if we just start thinking all these positive thoughts, we're going to have all of these magical things just like land in our in our physical reality. And there is an aspect of that I do believe to be true. But from my own experience, I've had to do a lot of work at first becoming aware of my thoughts and then really not micromanaging them, but just allowing them to come in and have a conversation with them in a sense and learn what my thoughts are telling me. Why am I thinking so many of the same thoughts, right? Why are so many of my thoughts so toxic? And that's when I started to relate it to my body and how my body was breaking. And I recognized how toxic my thoughts were. And then coupled with those toxic thoughts were emotions that also came up. And then that's when I started understanding that that was the energy I was giving out, right? Even though I wasn't really conscious of it, that was literally the energy I was creating and giving out. So in turn, I was attracting that into my reality. So the thought of I'm always sick, just like I sat in that victimized mindset for so long and, and attached myself to it that guess what? I was always sick. I, I, That's what I talk about when I say thoughts create our reality. It's more than a thought. It's a belief. And then when you become attached to your beliefs, then when you look outside of you, your beliefs are validated because it's you're seeing what you hold to be true, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, karma is, um, it's just been taught in sort of a disempowering way in the sense that when I started hearing a lot of teachings about, you know, that we collect all of these karmic debts, we'll say, lifetime after lifetime. And because we haven't gotten them right in all these other lifetimes, we keep repeating it. And I don't believe that to be the case. I believe that, yes, we live many different lifetimes and we go through many different experiences and we may have similar quote unquote lessons. But to me, the lessons are just an experience. They're not a right, wrong, good, bad. Now you have to go repeat this again. Nobody's like checking the boxes for you, right? Like I don't I don't perceive God to be that way. That's how I was taught God was through religion. And that never resonated with me. I, I never really believed that somebody was standing at pearly gates and like checking people's boxes and saying you can come into heaven or you can't. I believe that when you start to recognize the God consciousness within you, we're the ones that are having to sort of sit with our life experiences when we exit the the human the human body. And I can only relate this to the work I've done for souls that um, Sam and I do a, a modality called psychopomp, and we help souls quote unquote crossover. But really, we just help them transition from the physical body to a higher state of consciousness, right? And I can, I've been shown what they go through in that transition period. And there's nobody there that's judging them. There's nobody there that's doing anything to them. It's them really giving their own life review and going back into their life and seeing the things that they feel like 
they didn't fully get to experience because they it was either traumatic or it was even a joyful time that they didn't allow themselves to be present. We talk about that presence. So when I started hearing all of these different teachings about karma, I could feel again that fear-based consciousness that we talked about in the previous episode when we were talking about love and fear. And um, in relationship to the pandemic, where I could feel that the agenda behind that was fear-based. And it's the same thing with when I've listened to different teachings about karma. I find that there's this fear-based narrative to it that then makes people feel like they have to do get everything right in this lifetime. And it's like from a spiritual perspective and even from an energy perspective, there is no right or wrong. Everything's just energy. And we're here to experience that energy while we walk in the human, the human form. Um, so I, I was getting a lot of guidance from spirit to kind of bring this different perspective of karma in, um, because I've also listened to teachings. I'm a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza because he teaches this stuff from a quantum energy standpoint. That's, that's how he delivers this sort of same information. And the way he has also taught karma is it's literally just energy responding to energy. So if you're living in a fear, fear-based perspective, whether it's conscious or unconscious, your energy is not lying. So you're giving that out in turn, that's what you're going to attract. That's the law of attraction to me. And it's also this sort of manifestation that, that we talk about. Like I I read all of these things and listen to all these people about how I'm not manifesting fast enough. It's like we're creator beings, like Sam said in the beginning. We're always creating. We're always manifesting. We we can't not. We're energy. It's just that sometimes from an ego perspective, we're not manifesting in our physical reality the things that we want. And a big reason for that is because we don't live in gratitude. When you live in energy of gratitude, you're grateful for whatever it is that you have or don't have in your life. You're just grateful for life. And in turn, to me, that's when you start creating that abundance that that we're, we're seeking. But when you're not living in gratitude, then you're really just putting out to the universe um, almost an energy of lack, right? Like if there's things that you're desiring from a, a, human, a human standpoint then basically what we're saying to the universe is that we're lacking something. I want it. Well, why do we want it so bad? Because there's something that we feel like we're missing. So all the universe is responding to is that energy of we're missing something, we're lacking something. So in turn, it's going to respond with situations that are just going to to validate that belief. Um, So this is why I feel like karma law of attraction, manifestation kind of all go hand in hand because it's all energy playing and responding with energy. That's my perspective on it. Sam, you have anything you want to add to that? Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, we're all energetic beings and that I feel like we tend to forget that as humans, that we are attracting energy because we are energy. We think just because we have this physical body that we're we're separate. And once we drop the illusion of that separation, we can call in what we want, but we also have to look at what is the intention behind what we want? What is the emotion? Emotions come before thoughts. When an emotion, when 
something comes into our external stimuli, into our, our aura, it produces a ener- energetic connection to our brain, an emotion, and then a thought forms, and then habits and behavior form. So in order to really manifest what you want, it's to first get real with what do you want? Not what other people want, but what do you want? And are you energetically aligned to that? So if you want to become a millionaire, well, why? What is the driving emotion behind it? Is because you can just say, F the world, I made it, I'm a millionaire? Or is it like, oh, because I want to build all of this and I want to share, I want to be in service? Or is it because, you know, you want to help out people in your life? Or what is the driving force behind, you know, that intention? And with every intention or desire, then proceeds an action. And if you're energetically not aligned through your emotions and being aware of your thoughts, then how can you bring that action into fruition? And this is something I've learned by like looking at all of the seeds that spirit has dropped me in my entire life. And then realizing if I want to shift my life to bring more joy in. And like I mentioned in the first episode about like, what is life? I I'm, I love being a nurse, but like, I can't do it anymore. I feel like I'm, I'm dying. What, what do I need? Like, what is it that I actually want? And it was like, I just want happiness and peace. And then as the seeds were dropped, I was like, oh, okay. So I started realizing that in order for me to have happiness, I have to now look at my thoughts, right? And that's what Maria was saying about like her thoughts being toxic. The majority of us don't realize that our thoughts are toxic because we're, we grow up in a very toxic world. Um, and that's the, that's the, the real truth of it. And the more we realize that things happening around us are either at a low vibration or at a high vibration, we can pull from either of those vibrations to support us with our intention. But it's being aware of our thoughts and our emotions and being clear on our intentions. And even though spirit was like bringing me, spirit is really a higher self, that, that God, creator, Christ consciousness that lives within us. Even though spirit was, you know, saying, oh, dropping into my awareness, you know, energy work, uh, mediumship, doing all these things. It was up to me to put into action to bring in my happiness. It wasn't just here it is, you're happy now. It's like, no, it, it, it took some, I don't even know if grappling is a word, but that's the word that's coming to me. <laughs> and it, it took effort to like look within me like I am worthy of happiness and I am worthy of peace. And I need to look at actions that I've been taking that along the way that have brought me into this state of happiness and the actions that I had, I wasn't taking or that I was overlooking. And one of the greatest things about karma manifesting law of attraction is our environment. Um, If we're working on how we're allowing life to move through us and we're allowing ourselves to connect with our emotions. What's happening in our environment? Are they conducive to support us? Are they toxic? Are we um, trying to manifest happiness and clarity, but everything around us is like 
clutter and chaos. Because if that's the case, then you're going to have resistance and barriers to get to your ultimate potential if it is clarity and happiness, if you're living in clutter and chaos. And even before jumping on this podcast, I was cleaning my room, putting away clothes because it was just driving me nuts. Like I had all these clothes and I was, I was cluttered in my brain because my external was cluttered. And as soon as I started cleaning, spirit was like, they gave me a channeling that I'll read at the end of this. And it was like, oh, clarity. It's when you allow yourself to look at your external while you're looking inward, you can begin to quote unquote manifest what you desire because now you're aligning with your external and your internal. Because majority of us don't realize that what we see is our experience. We're, we're making our external into our internal reality. But if you want to shift your external reality, you need to shift your internal reality. And that's, we were never, we're never taught that. And that's one of the hardest things when it comes to manifesting. Cause it's like, I'm not manifesting fast enough. This isn't like, I'm getting all this resistance. Maybe I'm failing, maybe this, maybe that. And it's like, well, if that's your mindset, then you're going to keep hitting walls. So what is your driving and emotion? And can you believe that you can have that? Like, what are you trying to get clear on? And do you believe in yourself enough to have that? And Maria and I, with our, with our business, like, I love that we're just living in this unknown because we've seen like the a high potential, like the resort we want. We've seen it. And it's like, all right, now we're going to work towards it. We don't know how, but we just know we're going to stay in the rhythm of that visual because we know that we're worth it now. We've allowed ourselves every wall that's come in. We've allowed ourselves to break it down or find a door or just walk around the wall, right? But we, we didn't ignore the walls. We didn't ignore the people that were saying we could, we're going to fail or we're not good enough. We didn't. We didn't ignore it, but we were aware of it and we didn't let it stop us because a lot of things in our external, they're also just in fear. So when you begin to love yourself, that's energy that now is vibrating into your external to attract more love. And I'll tell you, my, in, my first, in the first episode, I said how I never felt like I fit in. I, I've had friends, you know, along the way and um, Vanessa, my cousin, not really, but my best friend growing up my whole life, she was only my, con- my only constant. And I was always trying to find the right friends in the, in the right groups. And it wasn't until Maria where I was like, wow, I'm starting to find my tribe. Like this feels really good. But it was also when I started looking at me. And starting looking at like, what do I like? Like, what kind of friend am I? What kind of friend do I want and desire? Because all of these friendships I had, they they taught me a lot, like a lot. They were all they were all catalysts in my awakening. So I'm grateful for them all. I I don't I don't regret one friendship, one situation, one anything in my entire life because they've all supported me to be in this here and now, and that's that that gratitude. And the more I opened myself up to learning, like, so what do I want as a friend? Like, how can I manifest like a, like a tribe? 
all of a sudden, my tribe started coming. And I am very humbled that with Maria and other people that have come since I started being like, I am effing worth, like, the love that I give, I am effing worth getting it back. Like, I am. And that's what's come back to me. And I'm finding my tribe. And Maria can totally vouch for this because it's been happening to her too. We take these unknown things because we're loving ourselves. And that's putting out a vibration to the universe being like, oh, look at, she, she's she's now seeing herself, Samira. Let's, and so it's, we're being attracted to it. Um, and it's really a beautiful thing, but it takes a lot of breath. It takes a lot of pausing <laughs> and it takes a lot of getting clear on, even if you don't know how something's going to happen, getting clear on why do you want something? What is the emotion driving that want? Is it to, you know, um, make someone else jealous? Is it to prove someone wrong? Is it, what is it? Or is it for your highest good? Because it's like, yes, like I am worthy of it the universe will bring you more to be worthy of. There are bumps, but the bumps aren't as heavy. Once you, once you realize the truth behind manifesting in the law of attraction, if you're putting out there like, wow, I'm a shitty friend. Well, guess what? You're going to get more shitty friends because that's what you're putting out there. And with Maria was saying with health, like this just came into my awareness. Um, so I always wanted to be an oncology nurse, right? I had my first cancer scare when I was 19. And I was like, I'm going to be an oncology nurse. So I want to let everyone know that they're not their disease. And I kept thinking like, watch me, watch me get cancer one day. Watch me get cancer one day. And then because I was so unaware of my energy and me being in other people's energy in a toxic environment, what happened? I manifest cancer, <laughs> but I was able to become aware of why and not, not judge myself or regret anything, but to be like, hmm, what can I learn here to love this situation and to love myself more? And it's just, it's a lot of attraction, just fascinating because the secret, the movie, I don't remember the whole thing because I remember like blocking out a few things because I was like, that doesn't resonate at all with me because it, it does. I feel like it leaves out the emotional aspect and it leaves out like if you're not shifting your your environment to your external and how you're seeing the world, you can't shift what's internally happening. And if you're unaware of your emotions and your thoughts, how can you shift your actions? How can you shift your behaviors? And if you don't know the energy behind an intention, how can you bring that intention into your existence? So those are my thoughts. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And you brought up, you brought up, well, everything you bring up is, is brilliant. Um, But the couple of things that were like really sticking out, the first thing you said was, you know, really getting clear on what we want and why we want it. Like, cause that was, a lot of the beginning of my, we'll say, inner work. It was starting to question, first of all, my thoughts and my beliefs and where did they come from? And that's what's hard about this spiritual awakening is that you start questioning everything, 
everything that we were taught out there and then everything that we think in here. And that's a very um, uncomfortable place for our ego to be. Our ego wants to be remain in control. It wants to think it it knows what it knows and it's good to go. But when you start questioning everything, it starts to feel very uncomfortable, but it's also one of the most freeing things we can do. Mm-hmm. And when Sam was saying about, um, you know, really getting clear, that word clarity, perhaps that'll be tomorrow's meditation, I'm sensing. <laughs> um, really getting clear with ourself and honest with what is it that we desire, A, and B, why do we desire that? Like Sam's saying, like, is it, what is that driving? She and all are, she and I are all about intention. And that was one of the biggest things we learned on a very deep level when we went through the shamanic apprenticeship. Like I thought I understood intention before, but no, not at all. Because mm-hmm. I didn't understand energy. So like I understood the conscious intention, what I thought I was intending in the past, but not until I started asking myself the why is like, why do I think that? Why do I believe that? Why do I behave that way? And it's not from a lens of judgment. It's from a lens of curiosity and the observer. You hear a lot of different teachers and people talk about being the observer. That's the observer. The observer is questioning things in a curious manner, not in a right, wrong, judgmental manner. So when you can really start to get real with yourself about what it is that you want out of life and why you want that. I remember when I finally started like asking myself that very intentionally and it was like, I literally just want to be happy and healthy. Like that's all I actually want Mm -hmm. because I also understand from an energy standpoint that if I'm happy and healthy, then everything that comes into my reality is just gravy at that point. That's abundance. It's just, it's just, it's just added benefits to how I already internally feel. So if I can get myself internally to a state of health and happiness, then everything that comes my way is just um, a byproduct of that. And you know, when you ask yourself, why do you want certain things? Like when Sam was referencing money, it's like, are you, do we want things because we feel a lack and a void? Yes. Because we've been conditioned to feel unworthy and feel lacking. Right. So that's why that whole self-love is the most important thing that you can do because it, it allows you to get a little bit more real about why we want the things we want. And also like Sam was saying, I started attracting a tribe because I started knowing finally who I was and who I wasn't. And when I started finding me, my tribe found me. I didn't have to seek them. It was, they were just coming into my reality because they were always there. I just wasn't at a vibration that was matching it. So Mm -hmm. even from like a quantum perspective, all of these potentials that we want, everything exists. It already exists somewhere, like especially if it's already been in a thought of ours, like it exists. It's a matter of bringing our frequency and vibration in alignment with that reality and pulling it into the to the physical. But it also takes it takes intentional and physical, quote unquote, work. It takes action, like Sam is saying. And that action is what we refer to as that masculine energy that we all have. We all have masculine, feminine energy that we'll probably cover in like another podcast. But just a brief synopsis of, of what it is. It's we all, as humans, I'm not talking about being male, female. I'm talking about the energies that are 
that make up our soul. And we're all made up of a masculine and a feminine energy, a very divine form of this. And the way I understand that masculine energy, it is putting into action what the feminine energy creates in in her mind and in her heart. So that's how you align these two energies and you you still have to do go out and take action to manifest what it is that you want. Like you can't just sit there and pray and hope it's just going to land in your lap. It doesn't work that way. That's mm-hmm. why like with our coaching, um, we're very transparent with our clients about how our coaching is, it's, it's life-changing. It truly is. But the client has to want to do the work. It takes work. It takes intention. And it takes love. It takes self-love because when you can pull that energy of love and embody it, we're all love, right? We just have a lot of layers of of um, illusions and and non-love to pull back to get to the love. But we're all uh, we're all rooted in love. We are. We come from love. It's just remembering that. And when you can start to embody more of that in your body you will attract that same energy externally. That's where that whole, your internal creates your external. I believe it truly does. Like I I can't, at this point in my journey, I can't negate that in any way, shape or form because I've lived it. I've seen how my internal shifts have had a massive, massive effect on what I experience externally. It doesn't mean that I don't still go through the human pains, right? But it's, I'm doing it from a completely different lens and I'm feeling gratitude, like Sam was saying. There's nothing that has happened in my life now that I have any regret. I Just like Sam, I feel like everything has brought me to where I am now, but mm-hmm. I can look at things from a different lens. And I think the thing with the secret that it does a disservice is again, it, it, it almost tells people that we have control over our thoughts. And I don't even believe we do. I believe there is an aspect we have to A, become aware of our thoughts. But this is where a lot of people have trouble. Like when I'm working with them um, through different modalities, it's like they they meet a certain point where they're like, I can't, I can't change my thoughts. Like I can't change my emotions. No, we actually can't. You're right. We can't because it's energy. We cannot change the energy. But the change happens naturally when we allow ourselves to acknowledge what we're thinking and what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. We have to first acknowledge and become aware of it to realize how it's been unconsciously controlling us. And then you work at the root of why that thought is that thought, why that emotion is. And then slowly but surely, you start energetically feeling this shift inside. And then before you know it, your perspective, the lens you're looking at the outside world with changes. It truly does without you trying to change it. Because I, trust me, I went through the stages of trying to like fake positive think my way through things, but my, my inner being didn't believe what I was trying to tell my brain. So there was a disconnect. And that's why that whole heart, heart brain coherence is so important because when you can get these two to talk um, in, in a synchronistic communication that sends out a much more, um, aligned vibration. And then you attract that. But if you're trying to tell yourself different thoughts than what you actually believe, you are going to meet a lot of resistance and you're going to get tired and you're going to feel like you're not doing it right. And so I always coach my clients when they hit that kind of barrier 
I tell them, just be aware of your thoughts. Just talk to them. Don't just by coming, becoming aware of them, they, they no longer control you in the way they did a day ago because you weren't aware of them. So they were unconsciously, um, controlling how you show up and how you behave and how you act and react. But just by becoming aware of the thought, you've already taken its sort of power over you away. And then you get to start to, as you as you get to more of the root causes of the thoughts and the emotions, then you get to consciously start choosing, do I really want to hang on to that thought all day? No, I really actually don't. That's where changing your thoughts, I think, comes in. But I feel like that comes in actually later later in the process than in the beginning. And I feel like when people try to do it in the beginning, they get very frustrated because you you can't, you cannot sit there and change thoughts or change emotions. They're energies that need to move through us. So in order for them to naturally shift and change, we have to become aware of them and then get to the root of where they came from and then allow ourselves enough love and compassion to start becoming less attached to those thoughts, to those beliefs and starting to consciously choose, you know what? I think I'm going to believe in myself because to me, that is the, that is the secret to manifestation. It's trust and belief in yourself. Like literally nothing other than that. Like to me, that is, there's your prescription for how to manifest you. But I mean, in a way that, that, nobody ever taught us like you hear believe in yourself believe in yourself it it's really hard to energetically get to that place because everything outside of us has pulled us out of believing in us so it's it that's why i do believe it takes work and intention to get there and to hold yourself accountable instead of making excuses or pointing the finger so many um <laughs> So many memories and thoughts came in as you're talking. And it's interesting because it was me observing rather than like me, my reality. And I feel like people will relate to a few of these things. Um, I dated a guy once who, when he would get upset, like he would get so angry and like, not, not at me, but like, oh, like, and I'm like, whoa, that like, it was just like a turtle crossing the road. Like something, it would, he would get so mad at like the littlest things. And I'm like, what? Yeah, no. But I remember saying to him, cause he would be like, I don't know why I can't find this. I don't know why I can't get this. I don't, it doesn't make sense. And when I saw his interaction with his dad, I saw him marrying his dad. And so him and I, him and I, I said that right. Yeah. We had a heart to heart. And I was like, so do you feel like you're close to your dad? And he's like, my dad's an asshole. Like he, you know, he acts like this, blah, 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 blah. I go, well, not to be rude, but that's exactly what you do. And he was like, what? Well, but I can't change that. Like, that's my dad. Like, so I am my dad. Like, that's the genes. And I was like, well, that's an excuse because, and I got real with him because I'm like, you are making excuses for why your life is the way it is rather than taking accountability and being like, I don't like how I was brought up. I don't like how I was spoken to. So I'm going to shift that rather than now project that pain and anger onto other people. And I realized now that I'm talking about this, a lot of my friendships in my life at the same time me dating that person were, were the same energy. 
because I was working on within me, my upbringing and, and like seeing like, what am I, what am I playing victim with? Right. And I remember just that he, it was like this light bulb went on when I said that to him and he was like, Whoa, but he, he, he had a choice, right? Like, just like we all have a choice, we can continue to have this belief that, oh, well, I was born on this month. That's why I act that way. Or, well, my parent did this to me. So that's why I'm that way. Or I have this, this illness because it runs in the family. It's like, oh, that's a belief, right? And I also had this other um, thought was church. Uh, Marie and I were talking about this before we got on, but I grew up Catholic and I went to Catholic school. The only thing I really liked was wear a uniform because I didn't have to think about what I was going to wear every day and people judge you and, you know, all that. The Catholic religion didn't make sense to me. Repenting my sins, being sorry for all these things like that I was born. I was like, what did I even do wrong? The whole like Adam and Eve out, like none of it made sense to me. And I know that it, it affected my family a little. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not believing in that because it didn't resonate with me. And I couldn't explain why fully, but it just didn't. And then it caused me to feel separate from God because of how God was perceived in religion. So I felt like, well, I'll never be good enough. Or if we're all God's child, why do we have to do this? Or we're not accepted. And it just like total mind fuck um, and heart, like total upside down. Right. So when I started reflecting and really awakening more to the power of unlearning all of these beliefs that are taught to us through these systems, I realize I am not separate from God. I am, I am love. And knowing that and making that my new belief, I'm going to treat everyone else as if they're a God too. Like I'm going to love you no matter what you try and throw at me. I'm still going to send you love. I'm not going to punish you. I'm like, because it is on me how I'm allowing you to affect me. And when I was able to shift that reality of, you know, being being a child and being yelled at for, for things when I was just trying to have fun made me have this belief that fun was not safe and I should be punished for having fun. When I got older, especially the last couple of years, I'm like, wait, having fun is like fun. It's safe. Like, what? Like, this is so freaking cool. And I've been able to, since I started raising my vibe to one of like love and a higher consciousness, it's exuded out into my environment. And my my mom, my father, they've been opening up to me more. My mom shared with me like things with her childhood. And I'm like, well, that makes sense of why my upbringing because of your beliefs and then your mom's beliefs. And it's just like a trickle down effect. But we always have the possibility and the ability to change our beliefs. But first, like Maria said, we have to be aware of if our belief is actually our own belief or has been a system belief 
then ingrained into everybody else and put into our external environment to affect who we are and if that feels good or it doesn't feel good. And like we said last episode, if it doesn't feel good, be aware of that and go inward, take a breath, go inward and be like, why doesn't this feel good? Because the more things that when, no matter how much of a great vision you have, like at the beginning, imagine your highest possible self. If you imagine that highest possible self, and then you write down all of the beliefs that you need to have about yourself to get there, and then read those beliefs, do you believe any of that? Do you believe any of those right now? Or are you still stuck in an old system belief that's not your beliefs? Because that's going to cause resistance. But guess what? You can shift those beliefs by seeing where did that belief even come from? That's not even mine. And real quick, one that when I was younger, I always wanted to dance. And I um, remember telling my dad and I went to the dance studio in my town and I was like, oh my God, look at the girl. I want to do it. And the teacher said, sorry, you're too old to start dancing. And I think I was like seven. I'm like, what? So that thought stuck into me that gave me the belief I can never dance. And now it's the most freeing thing. I probably don't even know what I look. I mean, I know what I look like, but it's like, yes, because I'm like, I'm not going to be held down by that belief. But when I allow myself to dance and break the belief that I was too old or too tall or too fat, too skinny to do something, more love comes into my my awareness and into my environment that helps me be creative, that helps me bring abundance into my life because I am breaking a belief that was never mine, that was fear-based. And it it's just, I don't even know where I'm going with this because I'm like, I'm just super excited because <laughs> I'm like having all these epiphanies right now. I'm like, oh, because we are really the creator of our reality. It's just a matter of like knowing that, right? right. Like, right. And who, who created our beliefs because mm-hmm. that's, what's going to create our reality. And it goes with what we talked about too last week about how the news and television and movies, when you really start to know the agenda I remember it made perfect sense to me when I realized how corrupted and manipulated the news was because I was like, oh, well, yeah, if our thoughts create our reality, then of course they want to control our thoughts. That makes it, I mean, even on a common sense level and not everything quote unquote spiritual makes sense on a common sense level. But to me, that is something that is just like, it was so blatant. Um, when I When I really started understanding and learning about energy, I'm like, so if our beliefs create our reality, and they're basically telling us what to believe, then no wonder why we've created a fear-based system, a fear-based way of living, because mm-hmm. everything that we watch is fear-based being pumped into us. And like the the example you just used from your childhood, right? Like, I'm glad you brought that up because kids, as kids, we internalize everything from our environment everything. We internalize it. I mean, we're literally like sponges just sucking it all in. So something as simple as a teacher saying you're, you're too old or you're too young, right? Like we could dismiss that, but as a kid, we internalize it. And then guess what? Now we 
form a whole belief system around that one statement. Mm -hmm. And then that affects how we show up in our adult life because that's that's how belief systems are created. They're created by what we watch, what we listen to, who's around us, um, things that happen to us, things that happen to other people. And so that's why the whole love fear energy to me is so important to be able to discern between. And it's not always easy because as we said last week, like fear can be a very tricky energy sometimes to, to discern because it's been our, it's been our norm pretty much. So it's hard to see it and feel it for what it actually is. Um, but yeah, that's why to me, the whole love fear is absolutely related to karma and how karma is taught. And like Sam was saying too, I was also raised Catholic and it never made sense to me. It, I'm like, I felt like it was so hypocritical and this is not again to offend anybody that may listen to this. That's Catholic. I was Catholic. I was raised Catholic and only tell you what I felt when I was raised Catholic. And then as I stepped away from that, that religion, how I, how I see it very, I can see it for what it is or what it was, but it never made, it never felt good to me. And I was raised, we went to church every Sunday. I went through all the sacraments. We were the family that sat in like the second row, like go us. (laughs) But I remember even sitting there and being like, I feel like they're preaching one thing, but yet I feel like the Catholic church does the opposite. Like, you know, they tell us that God is this unconditionally loving being that forgives, but yet the Catholic church has so many rules. Like you can't get married in it if you've been divorced. They don't believe in people being gay. You can't have abortions. Like all of these, you can't, you can't, you can't, like a, a whole list of rules. And basically if you don't abide by them, either you're going to hell or just sit in front of a priest and say 12 different prayers that don't mean anything to you and you're forgiven, like that doesn't make sense. That doesn't feel like love to me. And when I started listening to different teachings of karma, I'm like, this this feels like church again. Like this literally uh-huh. feels like a church concept being pushed out again to people and, and people are like eating it because now I can feel everybody's fear of like, Oh my God, if I don't learn this lesson the right way, if I don't do this, then then I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Like I can't even tell you the amount of people that are like, I better not have to come back. And and I'm like, you're the one that chooses that. Like I don't say that to everybody. There's some people that slips out, but it's like, there's so many, I, I better not have to come back after this one. And it's like, nobody is forcing you to come back. Like as hard mm-hmm. as that may be, <laughs> we are choosing to come back. But then I listen to all the teachings and it's like, well, no wonder why we believe that, right? See how our beliefs, they come usually from someone or something external. We attach to it and then we create it as our reality. So for me, this journey has been all about getting to the root of my beliefs, realizing how limited they are and trying to break out of them and create limitless beliefs that are going to continue to bring more abundance into my life. and. Really, the root of that is, again, believing in yourself and loving yourself. And that will shift your external reality tremendously. I just thought of this funny story. When I was tapping into like mediumship and um, 
energy healing, all that. I went to a weekend retreat somewhere in the mountains and it was like beautiful. But um, we were sitting down introducing ourselves and there's like a group of nine of us. There's the nine again. And across from me, this woman, um, she was like, oh, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. I live in California. And I just can't, uh, I attract the most like depressed clients all they just come to me they're so angry they're so like she was just going on and I'm just sitting there like listening and then um and I'm like, but like I'm observing I'm like hmm right because me I haven't started taking clients yet so I'm like I'm interested and because everyone there had already had a business and I'm still nursing like trying to find my path right and then we decide to do group readings the next day and the teacher pairs us up I'm with her, you know, because we're always given the person that we need to learn the most from, I feel. So I'm like, all right, here we go. So she has to bring in spirit from me and give me a reading. And like, I can't say anything. And um, she has to go off of like the senses, like uh, something she smells and something else. She gave me the most depressing I'll never forget it. The words she said, I was like, I get hurt. I wanted to punch her. I wanted to strangle her. If I was an angry person, I was like, oh my God. She was literally making me feel like the most shittiest person in the world while trying to bring in a loved one in spirit. And I'm like, what, what the heck is happening right now? And the, um, the teacher came over and separated us and was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. But it made me realize she's attracting exactly the type of reading she's giving. She's not having a filter. She's not coming into her heart. She's filtering through her ego. Like she's delivering it through the ego and how she's perceiving messages through her experiences without like that compassion. And I was like, ah, so it made me realize when I go to do readings, I have to have a filter come through compassion, really work on like what spirit's giving me. So I'm not delivering fear. I'm delivering a higher vibration to support them on their journey. Do you know what I mean? A thousand percent. Cause that's exactly why for you and I constantly working on our discernment and the inner work we do is so important because as channelers, as practitioners, we want to be coming from that highest and best for the client. And that's not going to come from necessarily Maria Jingris's perspective, right? Because I'm still a human that has my own, my own belief system, my own perspectives. So it's, it's when I do sessions for clients, that's why it's so important to me outside of doing sessions to continue to do my internal work, not only for myself, but if I'm going to show up for my clients as the clear channel and not putting my own egoic spin on it, then I, I have to be able to discern those energies inside of me. How can I, how can I know when I'm spewing it out to people if I, if I haven't gotten in touch with those energies inside of me first? And that's why that internal work she and I do is so, so important. Um, but there is, as Sam said, there's a channeling that she got um, prior, prior to us recording that mm -hmm. I think we'll probably end up putting on our, our YouTube channel. Um, I'll just read it right now real quick. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you, do we have mm -hmm. time? Yeah, we got time. Okay. All right. So I asked spirit, what does, you know, the human collective need to know about manifestation, karma and attraction. And it was around 
individualism. And it was around learning what each individual person needs. What does each person want to create to take accountability for their creation and for the individualism? So it's a very, it's a long channeling. We will put it in there, but the biggest thing they want, um, spirit wants us to all look at is believing in the power of your imagination and to go within and notice if you're seeking momentary light or long felt motivating and inspiring illumination. And are you being an individual or are you being one with the group? So to look within yourself and to really love yourself. And we love you guys so, so much. So please check out the long channeling because we are being cut off because we love talking to you guys. <laughs> yes, we love you. And if you get anything out of this episode, believe in yourself, trust in yourself and start breaking through those limiting beliefs that are holding you back. We love mm-hmm. you and we will see you on the other side. Yes, take a deep breath and attract all of your love. Bye guys. We appreciate you so much for listening to today's episode of Shamanic Soul Sistars. We hope you continue to tune in weekly. We trust that you received what was most needed for your highest and best with today's episode. Remember, you are limitless and to pause each day to take a couple of moments for you. You are worthy and wonderful just the way you are. Thank you again and see you on the other side.